following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 1st, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 32. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. i got Nick and Dave here with me. And uh, we're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys game this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers at AT&T Stadium. It is a noon kick. And uh, it's probably a little bit more of an interesting matchup than maybe we thought when the season began because this team comes in 3-0. and uh, so we'll get you guys ready to tell you what we think is going to happen, tell you about some of the storylines that you should follow uh, this weekend. Before we get to that, though, Nick, why don't you give me a 32? Uh, Dennis Thurman. Dennis Thurman. 90s, 80s? No, 80s. 90s, 80s. 80s. Okay. Thurman Thieves. That that was the uh, – there was a poster. It was a famous poster called Thurman Thieves, and okay. it was like – I don't say famous, but I mean back in the '80s, you know, the back of those those posters, a lot of yeah. kids had that, and it was like him and Everson Walls and some of the other secondary guys. It was Thurman's thieves. That was kind of a thing. So he was like of, the leader of that. Yeah, they got a lot of interceptions back yeah. then. I mean, there was it wasn't a passing league back then, but man, I mean, when Everson Walls gets 11 picks as a rookie, can you imagine a rookie free season, agent coming geez. in and getting 11 picks? Yeah, and, that's wild. I mean, and then then you know he he led the league three times, and I know we've talked about Everson Walls a lot. Yeah. Um, Who? Was opposite him back then. Well, couldn't have been Renfro, at least not. No, 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 yeah. no. Well, like in the eighties, was like Ron Fellows played over there, and he, he was Ron Fellows and him, and so. Okay. But thirty-two, Walt Garrison, I think, also was thirty-two. He's kind of a. That's cowboy. what I would say, Walt Garrison. Walt Garrison, Walt Garrison yeah. But you know, I, I thought I actually thought about it. I was like, I don't even know a current. I mean, a last few years, a thirty-two. You're kidding. A, You're a, kidding, a last, right? I mean. Scandrick? Yeah. yeah. I was Scandrick wore it for like a decade. That's what immediately came to my mind. Yeah. I I, I don't know why I forgot him. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. Corey uh, Clements wearing it right yeah. now, I believe. No, I really, I didn't even I didn't even think about Scandrick wearing 32. I think just because, I mean. That's true. He's wore it for a long time. Especially because, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're the franchise quarterback or like an all-pro player, then you're going to wear that number for a long time. But like considering who he was, Scand- I mean, and I'm not throwing shade at him. Like Scandrick was a fifth-round pick who was – Good, but never like at the top of his profession, right? And he still managed to stick around for nine years or whatever. Well, it was. those guys come around, like especially when you're at a like Longer he, was than a, he was a slot guy and he played pretty solid. He was a pretty yeah. solid slot guy. So you, yeah, I've seen guys stick around that long, and you can play special teams. It's like, just there are lots of things that kept I, him around. It's impressive when a guy manages to hold on to a job with one team for that long without like ever being in a Pro Bowl or any yeah. of that type of stuff, yeah. or a good mood, or a good mood. <laughs> You know, he was he was at the hotel in L.A. before the Charger game. Yeah, super nice. It was nice to see him. He was he was friendly. He he had a much better attitude. He wasn't Oscar. You know what? He had a much honestly, better he's attitude. But, but yeah, but you know that's honestly the thing. Like you know, you guys have seen it. Guys retire and their whole disposition changes. Like sure. when they're a player, they kind of look at you kind of like side eye. Of course. But as soon as they retire, it's like, what's up, man? Everything's cool. It's honestly just, it seems like it all is okay. As big of a horse's ass as he could be. 
Skandrick was one of those. <laughs> I, I would say it to his face. Yeah. Skandrick was one of those people. He, he knows that, it. Yeah. But if you could like give it back to him or show him that you weren't like weren't going to get your feelings hurt or whatever, or, like you could spar with him, he appreciated that and he would kind of respect it if not be outright friendly about it. Yeah. That's when I realized that he wanted me to say something mean back to him, I think our relationship got better. <laughs> So it's him and Brad get better. It's an unhealthy relationship, but go I, for it. That's what most of my close friendships are like. So maybe <laughs> that says a lot about Mr. Fair. Dave Hellman. That's fair. What were you saying? I just said, did him and Brad get better? I mean, no, of... I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that far. one alone. We'll leave that one alone. Okay. All right. All right so let's talk a little 32. bit about. Let's start first with some injury updates. Uh, Carlos Watkins, Donovan Wilson, Dorrance Armstrong, Ty Insecki, we presume are all out. Uh, because they have been on injured, they have been injured, and nothing yeah. has changed with their practice. Watkins, guys. Watkins was out doing rehab stuff with Britt yesterday, which is like a good, sign. a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign, but it's not a sign that he's probably ready for Sunday. Right. So. And talk to me about the uh, the COVID guys. We still no go on on Neil and with an eye. No change. All right. So luckily, they're probably not very gonna unlikely they would play in this game. All yeah, right. Not practicing. You know, I mean, that's that's another thing. I mean, they've had it. They're dealing with it, and then you're not practicing. You gotta, you know, it's not like you just get off the list and it's fine. I and they're mean, not. I mean, it's not like they're even past for Neil at least. Uh, I don't know if he's even past the the point where he could come back, even if he were right. not showing symptoms. Right, right. All right, um, Randy Gregory. Where's Randy Gregory? He's fine. Okay. Randy, he Gregory. had a, he mispracticed with a knee injury. Randy Gregory had. I don't need to do this today, itis. Which okay. like just in, like he he had a knee issue in training camp. Guys get dinged up, and they were like, "You're, you know, you're good today. You don't need to do this today." Yeah, he he actually walked by us at practice yesterday, and Mickey said, "Quit." Oh my god, <laughs> Mickey! I think they have a they do they have a funny relationship, relationship. I think okay. yeah. What did he and say? He said, "Man, he goes, I'm old, man. I'm not 22 anymore." Like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what 27? <laughs> right? Yeah. When did 27 get old? Jeez. Yeah, I mean. And, you know, when you think about it, and this is not saying anything bad about where he is, but, like, however old he is, he hasn't had as much wear and tear on his body. Like, other players yeah. from that age, he just hasn't played as many games. But, um, but yeah, I think you're right. It didn't seem like he no, was too— Mike McCarthy said this morning that he fully expects him to play. And that, you know, you got to— you got to parse through the injury report. Some guys are on there because they aren't going to play, and some guys are on there because teams are being smart, knowing that it's a 17-game season. Randy's fine. You know, I saw I saw something the other day. We talked defensive ends. You know, who's going to play that? If Dorrance is not playing and Nye's not playing, who's going to rush the passer? And obviously, Michael Parsons is going to do some of that and other stuff. But um, I saw a play where Hertz ran on the sideline, and Jalen was was trying to level out and really beat him to the spot, not take an angle and really get him. And I think 59, Golston, right? Yeah. He Did y'all see this play? Where he comes flying into the picture. And, I mean, I'm not calling Jalen slow, whatever it is. This guy had a burst that, I mean, he just shot right past him and really was the guy to force him out of bounds. And I was like... Dang, I mean, like that was that was some an, an impressive play there by Golston. Yeah, he's got some he's got some agility to him there. He he had some he had a couple flash plays. He mm-hmm. I mean, 
he had a for where he's been and how little he's played. It was impressive that he did as much as he did yeah. in his first game. Yeah, you know, honestly, that's that's one of the things that I'm liking right now about this defense, and I think is a big difference for them is a lot of these young guys they can move like they have built a fast defense, and and I think that shows. I mean, you even look at somebody like Osa, like Osa's making these flash plays as well. He's he's getting into the backfield. I saw another play where. He ran all the way down. He was in the line, like in the middle of the trenches when the pass was thrown. And by the time the play was completed downfield, he's downfield trying to make the tackle. I mean, that's a defensive tackle. And and I just like the fact that these are young, fast, agile guys that are flying around on this defense. They have revamped the athleticism of this defense very quickly. And, and it's not to dog Jalen, but like – Watch those plays. Watch when Jalen is between the hash marks and needs to get to the numbers. It's it's not ideal. You yeah. can I mean, it doesn't. And then watch Parsons do that type of stuff, and you can see a, a stark contrast in terms of how quickly they can get to where they need to be. And the best part about it is, is that they've added a lot of speed, a lot of you know athleticism, but they've also added a lot of size too. Mm-hmm. It's a different looking. Uh, team, they got bigger guys across the board. So, you know, just listening to what Bucky described the Panthers about how fast they are, they also have se- seemingly some undersized guys. Cowboys have have done it with good athleticism, but not really lacking a lot of size. And I think he said in that call, I think he said it was was it 2019 when the Panthers became the first team to do an all defense draft. Yeah. And and it kind of reminded me, Cowboys went last year. It wasn't all defense, but it was the vast majority was significant. Defense, and yeah. they revamped their defense in one offseason. And this defense is playing a lot better. That's Rules calling card. I think. I mean, I don't cover the Panthers, but I think he got there and he was like, "All right, I'm going to fix what I know how to fix, and we'll worry about the quarterback situation later." Yeah. And it looks like what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a, he's a coach that's going to, you know, he, he's looking to see who's going to win a fist fight. You know, like that that type of guys, those type of defensive players, toughness, and you know, it, it that's that's a good place to start. Yeah. You know, I know being in the in the Big Twelve, what he did at Baylor was pretty freaking remarkable. He's a hell of a coach, so, man. He turned Baylor into a a good football program. Turned Baylor around after everything that went wrong with them, losing all the talent that they lost, the scholarships and stuff. And now he's in the NFL and not, seems to be doing something similar. I don't think the Panthers are as good as the record indicates, but they're I mean they're good football. You they're said better Baylor, than they were last year. You said Baylor twice. I think Temple. What you did I say? Yeah, he was being Temple and then Temple. Baylor. I didn't yeah. say Temple. I'm sorry. Now that no, he turned that Temple. is a yeah. that was really really impressive there. Yeah. Temple. Yeah, I thought I thought I said Temple. I'm sorry. But yeah, I would just say I mean like. The, the whole Baylor thing, I was really, like, I was thinking as a Big 12 guy, all right, we don't have to worry about Baylor for a while. It's going to take them a while to get from under the, the, back, the scholarship yeah. stuff. And and by the way, and then quickly, like, they were like, oh, my God, Baylor's actually pretty good all of a sudden. And so, yeah, he, he did a Temple, pretty good job there. Temple was the team. I just I have, like, childhood memories of, like, Temple's Penn State's opener, like, every year. Just there. <laughs> throw them to the Lions, 60-3 to game. And then all of a sudden, you know, Temple's winning eight, nine games yeah. every year. Yeah. All right, sorry. we're gonna. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking of this Cowboys running back that played at Temple, uh, Paul Palmer. You ever heard of him? No, I no. haven't. I should. Wasn't a thirty-two, by the way. No, he was a twenty-six. <laughs> I should have used him on, on the twenty-six. <laughs> the, the year that the Cowboys beat the Redskins is for their only win, yeah. one in fifteen. 
Paul Palmer was the running back, and he like lit him up that day, and the Cowboys yeah. finally got a win, beat the. This is the great. I'm, I've like learned a legitimate amount because the, I th- the '80s are definitely my Cowboys weak spot because yeah. like you know about the legendary '70s teams and obviously the '90s. Yep. And it was the '80s for me at least. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. a cloud. Like yeah. it, it was. Yeah. It was a transition decade too. I mean, you're 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 still thinking you're good, but they're really not. They keep losing guys, and then just kind of plateaued all the way. But I think when I start giving you these answers, um, numbers, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the Nick answer, and then I'm going to give you the right answer. Okay, that's fine. I like that because that you know because yeah. it's like when you say 22, you know whatever. Like there's a right answer. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of right answers, but Emmett, you know. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm also gonna I'm gonna give you well, another. Just one know like this is not a just a one year thing, so you don't have to use them all this year. Yeah. We'll have episode number 32 next year as well. So yeah, feel free to. Kind of well, so. I'll, I'll just tell you next week. You don't even have to go to Monday because there's going to be a crazy game. We'll talk about Monday. You'll have time. Sure. Yeah. I'll just say right now there's only one answer. Yeah, rookie season Cheeto Wuzier. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, my bad. All right. Nate uh, let's Jones. Take our, let's take our first break. When we come back from our uh, break, we're going to talk about storylines. i got a few storylines for these guys. We're going to figure out what they think is going to happen in this game. A little later, hopefully, we'll get to some questions. We already have a couple questions from Twitter. If you guys want to call us, call us at 888 855 2297. We'll be right, right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys jack black right now you can get the jack black starter a curated collection of cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping the starter includes four jack black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word team jb that's getjackblack.com cowboys the jack black starter 10 bucks free shipping honey big news gary are you okay oh i'm not gary anymore i'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. 
All right, head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, October the 2nd to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of the stadium, play some games, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and more if it's at attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk storylines. Cowboys will take on the Panthers this Sunday at noon at AT&T Stadium. Panthers are 3-0. and Cowboys are 2-1. and um, first question I have for you guys, Carolina has a 10-day break uh, coming into this game. Dallas is on a short week after playing a Monday night game. How much of an advantage is that for Carolina? I mean, it's an advantage. I just I can't get I can't get as worked up about it as a lot of people do. And I know the Cowboys played Monday, so I get it. That's an extra day where you're not resting. But Thursday to Monday, like it's like the two extremes, right? Yeah, but well, what I was going to say is Cowboys played on Thursday to open the season. Chargers played on Sunday, and they turned around and played the next Sunday. Chargers were on a short week. I know Dallas's week is shorter, but my point is that every team in the league deals with this stuff. Um, at least the Cowboys are at home when they have to do it. Um, so, yeah, it's probably an advantage for Carolina, but welcome to the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's an advantage a little bit. Just you know, Also, when you, when you think about what – Carolina is probably going to have to do to win this game, you know, defensively. They're going to have to probably come up with some different things, um, and 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 they got a little extra time to do that. But that happens around the league. It happens all the time. And uh, I, I, I just there's so many things you have to factor in as a schedule maker. I don't know if you can say short week versus you know, um, you know, short week, long week. Did did you say the Chargers? Did they play Monday night? No, that's what I'm saying. The Chargers didn't have as short of a week. I'm just saying the Chargers played Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys had the long weekend right. off because you can't, of the opener. You can't match up everybody's there's, Thursday. And there's all that. no way with with all of the moving parts and the fact that they play four nights a week now or however many nights. I just you, you're gonna you're gonna have these weeks and, and and if people have a problem with it, watch less football on TV. Give the league less incentive to do this stuff. But we know that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, what do you want to do? I mean. They they watch it like when it comes to like Thanksgiving stuff like that. You know the Cowboys. I think will always from now on have a road game as long as Thanksgiving. as long oh oh yeah 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 oh just just to make it some. I mean before Thanksgiving. I know that's been a, te- a lot of things teams have kind of complained about because the Cowboys get a yeah get it that offsets the week. fact that you're always playing a Thursday home game. Yeah, yeah. and I bet you that I, I I have to look at the last few years, but I bet you the the team that's traveling to the Cowboys. We'll probably play a home game, the the Sunday before. the Sunday before. It yeah. seems like a good bet, but you know you can't. You know, but is it an advantage? Yeah, it's an advantage. I mean, coaches think covering their mouth before they call a play is an advantage. So yeah, they they probably think this is a disadvantage. And by the way, this is not uh, the question was not from the standpoint of a complaint as much as it is. What are you are you expecting to see something different? Because again, when you're talking about it's one thing for a team even to have played on Thursday and the other team to have played on Sunday. You're talking about the two extremes. You played on Thursday and then you played the other one team played on Monday. That's a, a significant amount of difference in in recovery, is what I'm saying. And so yeah. do you guys expect to see that play out on the field? Is no. what I'm asking. No. That's I mean, teams Monday night football's been a thing forever. I mean 
teams know how to play on that schedule. Third, I mean, getting ready for Thursday, yeah, that's I mean, that's a different animal. But you yeah. still have six days, and again, that's why you do stuff like not practice Randy Gregory, even though he could probably practice. Um, and actually, you know, there's a whole interesting wrinkle about it from a preparation standpoint, where McCarthy was talking to us this week about how they had people on staff who on Saturday and Sunday of last weekend were game planning for Carolina. They're like, the hay's in the barn for Philly. We'll we'll take care of that. But you guys, let's do some advance work. And then uh, Tuesday morning, the coordinators, Kellen Moore, those guys, Dan Quinn, they skipped the Philly game. Like, they got up. I'm sure they probably watched the tape that night after the game, but they got up Tuesday at – Oh, dark thirty, and we're on to Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just the way you got to do things in these situations. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Carolina has the number one defense in the league. Is their number one defense the result of a weaker schedule, or will this be the week that someone slows down the Dallas's Dallas's high powered offensive attack? I think that's that is the central that's the central question with this game. Yeah, they're exactly. very the storyline. Yeah, so what, what do you think is going to happen? I think both things can be true. I think, again, Matt Rule's a great defensive coach. Uh, Phil Snow as well. He's been with them. They've known each other forever. Um, they have talent. Obviously, we talked about that yesterday. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's a complete fluke, but I also they have not played somebody of Dallas's caliber on offense yet. They just haven't. Even the Saints, who have a more veteran offense, were decimated by COVID. Um, so, yeah, I mean – I respect what Carolina's done, but I'm not intimidated by it. It's the best time of year. This is college football, pro football. It's best time of year because football season's going on. You're in it, and it's still it's still early enough to not know everything yeah. that's happened. Every but game's fun. Every game is, you know, and and you think you think you know some stuff, and and you don't. I mean, like like I think Dave, you alluded to the 2019 Cowboys. Is that right? Three and Started three and zero. Three and zero, and everyone said they hadn't played anyone yet, mm-hmm. and as it turned out, they they hadn't, and it showed. And I think they finished eight and eight. They sure did. So, you know, and it just you know the bottom fell out there in the week week four, and they faced a defense that shut them down there in New Orleans, and then um, the Jets came, and all you know, all well, I guess there was a loss in between there. I can't remember how those three losses went. They lost uh, they the New Orleans game, oh. New Orleans, and then the Packers, I believe, <laughs> and then the Jets, twelve to ten, twelve to ten. Hated that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I just think it's it's early. So it's, it's you're both. Both things could be right. I mean, I, it is, but I am. I I'll take Dallas's resume so far up against just about anybody. And that, like, screw the Philly game. I'm not even talking about that. I, going on the road and beating a very talented Chargers team that just beat the Chiefs. Transitive property is not a thing, mm-hmm. but that is a testament to their quality that they can beat the Chiefs. And then you take and Tampa Bay to the buzzer on the road in that environment. Yeah. And what we thought of Tampa Bay's defense coming to this season based on last year was that that was going to be a really, really great group, which returned all of their players, and the Cowboys put up points on them. So. Yeah, and and I think you know when you look at the Cowboys-Panthers, I think the Cowboys should get more of the benefit of the doubt. Because if you said come into it, hey, Dak's going to be rolling, that offense is going to be going, they're going to play all kinds of way, Kellen Moore. You're like – Okay, I saw what I saw last year and him healthy and all that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, if you're like Panthers, going to be three and zero. Their defense going to be, you know, menacing. Like, 
Oh, really? So you're still surprised a little bit. So if you get the benefit of the doubt, but that's why they play the game. They're going to play it Sunday. We'll find out. This is a statement game for both teams. I'm going to say, about it. if Carolina if Carolina wins, they'll be the talk of the league. Yeah. Not that Dallas is the, seen as this juggernaut, but it's yeah. like, okay, you went on the road and beat a great quarterback, a, what looks to be a pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, they'll... They'll be the talk of the NFL if they people win this will, game. People will talk less about what the Saints were missing and say more of, hey, they beat the Cowboys and the Saints. Yep. And both those teams yeah. you think are two of the better, uh, better, not great, two of the better teams in this, in this day, at least in this conference, right? And so, yeah, that, that definitely changes the narrative Man, on, the, on the Panthers. What not, a difference a game can make it, just in your record. Yeah. Just think about where we're going to be sitting here on Monday. A 3-1 and one or 2-2. Two and two. Big difference. I mean, it's just huge. It's it's a huge difference yeah. in where, even though it's one game and it's a longer season, but man, three. I mean, it'll this this is a this is a huge game for the Cowboys. They yeah. got if they're going to be the team they think they're going to be, you have to Jason Garrett stack wins on top of each other. That's what you have to do. That's why football's so great. You just you get one shot at it, and I mean you get seventeen shots at it, but you only get you get one a week, and they all matter a lot. Yep. yep. All right, so. How will this offensive line, particularly Steele, Biotish, Williams, hold up against the league's best pressure defense? And that's at least statistically they are the best pressure defense in the league. How do they hold up? So I actually read a really great story uh, from a buddy of mine, Benjamin Solak. He works for The Ringer. He wrote a whole breakdown of the Panthers' defense and kind of what they do and how they pressure. And there, he it was very complimentary to the Panthers, but then it kind of transitioned. It was like, okay, but... This is a different caliber of quarterback. And I guess the point I'm bringing up is uh, they're going to pressure Dak. And the, and the offensive line is probably going to have its handful. But over the last two years, Dak is incredible against pressure. Like, if you blitz him, it, 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 I mean, the success rate is off the charts. And that's, again, that's what makes this so fun is I'll take my chances with the Panthers doing what they're doing. And, I you know, I bet Dak will get sacked a couple times. But... He's gonna he's gonna make them pay if they do that too much is my guess. Yep, I think you know running the ball. I said it yesterday. I think running the ball is certainly gonna help with that. Um, you know, just 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 be balanced. I mean, be don't be a one dimensional team, and um, that's why scoring early. What Kellen Moore has been able to do, scheming this up and getting some you know early drives. All three games they have come out and have done a nice job. That first game in Tampa, they were on two. They got down there. I mean, it's the one throw Dak probably with one or two throws of that game he'd like to have back. He missed CD wide open, probably would have scored there. But they are starting fast, and by starting fast, then they can play, they can run, they can pass, they can you know mix it up the way they want to do. So I yeah. think whoever scores first here, you know, gets a, gets a nice advantage is going to have a huge advantage in this game. I do think, and actually, it was um, it was a funny bit of synergy because I was in the studio yesterday. I was in the control room getting ready to shoot my show, and Will McClay came in to shoot his segment of the coach's show. Mm -hmm. And he broke down the way the Panthers do things. And it was in the story I just referenced as well, which is they love, they basically disguise pressure. So they'll show you a look, you know, two DBs come down, safety comes down, whatever. And then at the last second, they'll drop back and do this. And the line has already made their calls and done this, that, and the other. Like, okay, we've got two guys on the left. we got to account for that. Then those guys bail out. Line doesn't have people in front of them. And meanwhile, Brian Burns has an unblocked look at the quarterback, which it's fun to watch defenses do stuff like that. Um, but again, 
Dak Prescott is going to be way better at accounting for that type of stuff mm-hmm. than Zach Wilson. And right. I think that's who that blitz came against, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think them, Connor and Tyler and those guys handling all of the weird stuff Carolina's probably going to want to do is going to be a big challenge for this game. But I think having Dak, I mean, he, Dak. Matt Rule actually, Matt Rule said it this week. He was like, he looks like Brady and Manning at the line in the way that he's up there. He can account for everything. He knows what every moving part is. And I think that's going to give them an advantage in that. And the other thing on that saying, on an interesting point that's, that's similar to that, uh, you look at Dak and how quickly he gets rid of the ball. I read a stat earlier this week. He's the sixth fastest in the league with regards to how fast he gets the ball out um, against teams like that. Like that matters, right? And and then you think about how they played, particularly I think it was in that first game where you remember early in the game, they were doing all these different kinds of exotic things and misdirections. And when you got a, a really fast defense that's really aggressive – Doing those kinds of things can a lot of times get them to slow down a little bit because they have to take their time to figure out where the ball is and what's happening. So I think between those two things, I think the Cowboys are really positioned well to be able to deal with a very aggressive and fast defense like this one uh, and be able to offset some of that stuff with what they do offensively. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got a couple more storylines we want to hit, and then we'll get into some questions. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy the yard games, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, performance, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit attcstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, let's flip over to the defensive side. There are a couple storylines I want to hit with you guys. How much will Dallas benefit from the absence of Christian McCaffrey? 
I think that's well. I mean, obviously, when you lose a All Pro caliber player, that's big. I mean, that seems obvious. But well, let's. The reason why I say that though is how many times have we seen over the last several years you go into a game, there's some star player that's not there, and you're like, oh, this is going to be an opportunity, of course. and it just and doesn't get taken somebody, advantage of. Somebody else steps up, and they kill you. Right? I mentioned this a couple days ago, but I do wonder, having a versatile running back, and I, I haven't watched a ton of Carolina, I'm sorry, but... All 22? Have, well, I, yeah. Fix it, Game Pass. <laughs> it sucks. 22. It's awful. Yeah. Um, having a versatile running back was is so – it's something that Joe Brady has leaned on in his career, and that's – Christian McCaffrey is a guy that you can feed the ball to as a runner. 16 catches in nine quarters of play. I mean, do the math on that. That's He's, just, he's your safety net. And so the closest thing to a safety net other than that, assuming Chuba Hubbard is a rookie who's going to take some time – Probably Tommy Trimble, who is also a rookie. So, yeah, I just think in terms of having that outlet to just get the ball out if you need to, you, Bucky said Darnold looks comfortable. A big part of that is probably having a little bit of a do-everything guy who can help you manufacture yeah. yards easily. Yeah, and when you're a, a guy like McCaffrey who – who you know he shines in the passing game. You know he, he has a good understanding of uh, do I block here, do I you know, leak out here and, and take a screen. You know, just it's not just passes out in routes. I mean, I think very rarely does that happen. It, this is this is he's got a good flow of it, and a rookie it's harder for them to figure that out. So uh, I, th- I think athletically though, Chuba Hubbard can be a really good player and a good runner, and you got somebody to watch out for. But I wonder if they're going to lose a little bit in that dynamic of okay, blitz here. When we see this, we do this. You know, do I pick up this guy? So it'll it'll it's you know he's not as he won't be considered the one of the best backs in the NFL if they if he just leaves and another guy just comes in and takes his place. I don't and I think he is one of the best backs. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a can of worms, but it made me think about the Zeke Pollard debate. I mean, they're good players all over the NFL. I mean, you can replace production if if the player's good, especially at the running back, position. and the coaches know how to scheme for him. Right. I just, I haven't seen it from Chuba Hubbard. I know he was a great college player and yeah. he deceptively fast. And he's like a he did track at a pretty high level. I don't remember the specifics, mm-hmm. but he's yeah, he's good. All right. Um, final defensive question. Can Dallas create pressure sacks, turnovers against a questionable offensive line? You've got Cam Irving, who the Cowboys know a little bit about as their starting left tackle. Uh, Bucky Brooks also mentioned their center, Matt uh, Paradis. Uh, what do you think the Cowboys' chances are of getting pressure and maybe even sacks this week against this offensive line? I'm bummed because I played the Bengals defense last night <laughs> instead of the Cowboys. <clears throat> and I thought to myself, all you had to hear was Cam Irving is starting on the other side. You should have just done it. <laughs> Dang yeah, it. I did the same thing, Nick. Yeah. Bengals uh, got me a sack. A weird. I, one. It's a strange play, in my opinion. No offense, but that's. I it was. Well, but you it know, was. It was a you, bad this move. This is when you get cute. This is when you get yeah. cute. You're like, oh, they've been doing pretty good against well, other and defense. And Trevor's been and, throwing a lot of yeah. picks. Yeah. So you're like, okay, this all kind of matches up. Nah. It's prime time. Maybe they're at home. Like, maybe their defense just really goes in and goes crazy and not so much. But anyway, go ahead. I just. I, uh, Cowboys defense putting pressure. Yes. Fun stat that I did not know until 30 minutes ago. Is that Darnold has fumbled three times already this season? So yeah, there's some potential here. Yeah, we know Cam Irving. Cam Irving is not. 
<laughs> that's a, that should be a favorable matchup for Randy Gregory and hopefully for Micah Parsons. Um, yes, they should be able to put some pressure on Darnold. I would hope so. Okay, Let's go to the east over here to Carolina and Charlotte and on Panthers break, um, mm-hmm. whatever they call it, on the on the in the, on the prowl. Yeah, keep pounding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they say, that. you know, fun fact that I just found out 30 minutes ago is Dax fumbled four times this year. There you go. <laughs> I mean, like, sure. You know, and I'm not saying it's. it's a, How many it's did he the, lose? Uh, he's lost two. two? He lost, yeah. he's lost. He lost the one against Philly, and he, what did he lose another one? Oh, he might only lost one actually. Now that I think about it, trying to. I think Zach died. Oh, Zach yeah, jumped on Zach, the one in, in yeah, LA. That one that saved the game. What was? I don't even no, remember. I know he's. Is that? Uh, that's why I don't think they're. Yeah. Sometimes you know you fumble, it, you just get yeah. it yourself. It's oh like, yeah, technically I'm okay. It does. It counts as a fumble that Dak dropped the snap and then threw a touchdown to Amari. Right. Yeah. That's no. a fumble. Is that a fumble? I don't. It, it might be. It might be considered a fumble. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it does. If you go yeah, look at the so. play-by-play, it says really? like yeah. yeah. So. So I'm, I'm. That's why I say fumbles lost to me is a better oh, stat yeah, than, yeah, yeah. than just fumbles. But go ahead. Sam Darnold, though, has more rushing touchdowns this year than he's had in his whole career combined. Like, he had two in his whole career, and he's had three in, in hmm. the first three games. Okay. So he's, you know, he, and I remember this from the game that they played, uh, the Jets. I was surprised. Of course, wasn't that the year that everybody, every quarterback was running on them? Driscoll and <laughs> yeah. Bisky and But Darnold, I mean, he, he showed you some... some. He's not a statue. He's really yeah. not. He's yeah. not. He's not as mobile as Herbert. And obviously not Hurts, but he's not a statue. Honestly, there's very few, in my opinion, very few quarterbacks that come out of college these days that can at least move around That's a little true. bit. Like it seems like all quarterbacks at this point, part of the job is you better be able to move. So. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger was—I mean, he was as big as a house when he came out of college, and he's—he's yeah. he's always been able to kind of move. Maybe not anymore, but not anymore. Not but when he anymore. when he grew back in the day, the interesting thing about him was he was a tank. So when yeah. he move around. Good luck taking him down, especially yeah. if he got a running start. Like it was just he was a big dude. Yeah, you're right. You don't see a lot of guys that like that. Yeah. It's four fumbles for Darnold, but to your point, he's only lost one of them. Got it. But I do if you can put some bodies around him in the pocket, yeah. that's interesting. You got a shot. If the ball hits the ground, you got a shot at And him. I I just I have to believe they've been able to reliably get pressure against two teams that overall have better lines. And I know Philly was banged up with Mylotta not out there, but they should. I don't know if they're going to sack him a bunch, but they yeah. should be able to put some traffic around him. This and I'm guessing back. he's not at the top of that list I mentioned earlier of guys that get rid of the ball really quickly. I'm guessing he's not up there at the top of the list. So you should have some time. I agree. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a phone call. We got a, fall, uh, a call from uh, Ryan in Arizona. Ryan, what up? Hey, Ryan. Hey, guys. I uh, hope everyone's having a good day. Indeed. Um, I was out for the, the Eagles game um, last week, and... You know, that's probably the first game that wasn't spoiled by poor safety play that I've gone to. Um, and it makes me nervous that so many of these guys are on one-year deals. Um, how do you guys see this shaking out um, long-term? Who's coming back next year? Might be premature, but uh, I got a little PTSD on, on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fair. Yeah, uh, I mean... Yeah, I I understand that you finally see good safety play and you want to hold on to it, but I, I mean it, it's a little early for me to be thinking about that, right? I just uh, I know it's it's early, and because to me, I don't even think about the safeties. I think about the the scheme, and I think about the defensive coordinator and stuff like that. 
Dan, if Dan Quinn is your defensive coordinator, I feel com- confident that safeties are going to want to play for him and they're going to understand what they're doing and, and they're going to be playmakers. So as long as that's – if he's the coordinator, I feel confident on whoever he brings in. I'll just leave it at that. And not only that, just to try to give you a little more peace of mind, I, off the top of my head, I mean, DeMonte Casey is a veteran at this point, as is J. Ron Curse. Curse has been in the league since 16. I think Casey's 17. They both came here for Dan Quinn. They both, you know, they're not these big market, big money. I guess what I'm trying to say is they would have to have Pro Bowl caliber years to price themselves out of here, which maybe they will. But right now, I'm not ready to say that. So I think it's completely plausible that you could sign one or both of those guys to deals that won't kill you. And then, and, I didn't include Malik Hooker in that because he's got the name. Rec- I mean, he's a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. If for some reason he blows up, maybe that could be problematic for you. But right now, he's not playing enough snaps where I think he would have that opportunity. So I just I don't I don't view that as this drastic thing. We're like, oh my god, all these guys are going to be worth ten million a year next year. I don't think that's realistic. Yeah, if you want if you want to keep them, the likelihood that you could keep them is probably pretty sure. And if they do price themselves out of here, it means you had a hell of a year. So That means your safeties went to the Pro Bowl. If your right. safeties go to the Pro Bowl, that means you had a pretty good year defensively and if you do that, that means they probably are a playoff team, right. probably a deep playoff so team, I would guess. If that is a problem in 2022, it will be a good problem to have. Yep. But I don't think it's going to happen. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We got a call from Bob in Nashville. Bob, what up? Hey, guys, great show. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Dallas's record overall when the running game is, you know, over 100, 150 yards is a lot better than when Dak throws the ball 50 or more times. So it behooves us, I think, to probably run the ball as much as we can. Um, what about the addition of a fullback? I think I uh, tweeted that to you, Derek. Um yeah, I really think that's a, a valuable asset if we can utilize that because that means that they pick up that first uh, defender, like usually a linebacker that Zeke or Tony Pollard doesn't have to deal with. I wanted to pick your brains about that. Thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you. I, can I say something real quick yeah. before you get to that? I, I, this always bugs me a little bit when people talk about that stat of, well, right. they win when they rush because I think what everybody's forgetting is rushing is a byproduct of winning. Like it, What I mean is – when you're winning, you're able to run more in the second half, so there will be games when it looks like that's the reason why. When really, that's not the reason why you won. It's a byproduct. But go ahead. I want to I well, get yeah, to whatever No one say. ever says, hey, we got to pass out the clock here. Right. I mean, we're running out the clock. That's yeah. what that's what you're trying to do. That's typically what you do and run stats are a sign of success. I think I, – I, I've never heard Kellen Moore say this, but I think that in his offense, he feels like a fullback – Sort of limits what they want to do from a versatility standpoint. When now, if you get a dynamic fullback that can, you know, be really good out of the backfield catching the ball, that's that's one thing. But you know, you 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 put these guys on the field because you want to create uh, matchup problems. You have these two tight ends. We can run it out of this. We can throw it out of this. Fullback, you know, it's really got to be a third and one. Here's McGovern coming in or or whoever they want to bring in at fullback. And we're not trying to trick you. We're just trying to get this yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think for the most part, though, they don't really want to have a fullback out there. That's that's just yeah. my thought. And I, I love 
I love the solution to it because you you do want one on occasion. And mm-hmm. Kellen was like, Connor McGovern can do this, and yeah. I think Sean McEwen can probably do stuff like that when he's healthy again. Mm-hmm. Blake Bell had a very small role doing stuff like that last year, and I love the versatility of it because you're not necessarily tipping your hand. And that's the thing is, yeah, if it's third or fourth and one, and you just gotta dig people out and get a yard, that's great. But in general. Why do you want to invite people into the box? And that's what a fullback does. You're like, okay, this they got a lead blocker. Here he comes. And now you're crowding down. My goal, and I think Kellen's goal, is to spread things out and be, again, as multidimensional as possible and create the most favorable matchups. I want Zeke running into nickelbacks, not linebackers. Yeah. But I will say this, if you do invite those guys down into the box, you need a guy that's going to be in that fullback position like a Conor McGovern right. who moves people. And like You can't have just – and I know they've done this before. The Cowboys have done this in the past where they'll take a tight end and put him in that situation. And the tight end runs up to the line, and he blocks the guy, but he had not move him. So when you're in close quarters and you need that yard, you need somebody that's going to move. You need somebody that's going to make a way. Yeah. And that's where I love what they deal with Conor McGregor. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Conor McGovern. Uh, get somebody out back there that's actually going to move someone out of the way so your running back then has a bit of a lane or yeah. at least a crease it's, where he can get that yard. It's a fun wrinkle, and I hope we see some more of it in those in those situations. Not, yeah. I don't want to see McGovern out there on too many first they need, McGregor. They need to play uh, McGregor. He yeah. can hang out in the suite. <laughs> right, the, but yeah. I don't want to see him out there. No, you want to see the McGregor walk afterwards when you get into the end zone. <laughs> but uh, Now, they need a play called the QB Sneak. And and not and I'm not talking about QB. I'm talking about Quentin Bohanna. Oh God! Put him in there and let him just <laughs> run into somebody. You're talking about as a fullback, as a right? fullback. Okay, because when you say QB sneak, I'm imagining Bohanna taking the snap. Right, I'm like, yeah, no, well, no. You know what I really want him to do, and and this might hurt your quarterback. But yeah, no, don't, don't. No? Oh, you no. want him to? It would have worked. No, but he then needed... your quarterback might not have gotten up. No, no, that's <laughs> no. not. So a good idea. what I what I say I say this in the press box all the time. Like on a quarterback sneak, I want my fullback just hitting the quarterback right in the back. No, just I'm pushed up. I'm 100. percent I'm with you. By the way, like no. Dak's wearing a flak jacket. He's a grown man. He's okay. fine. Okay. Bohannon okay. is like a hundred and okay. and he's gonna push him into the end zone. He doesn't, okay, doing? he doesn't have to lead in targeting. Okay, just just push like just. I'm, a, I'm trying right. to get in the paint any way I can. Look, Dak Dak doesn't care. My quarterback care. is way too important to me for me to have a, a defensive lineman hitting him in the back on purpose. Like shove. no friendly well, shove. Okay, can we just shove? That, like Dak is Dak is like the toughest. He might not. He is, he's, he's tough. A, yeah. I get that. That's not my point. My point is. Things happen in the NFL. It is a contact sport. Like, I don't want to create extra contact for my yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I'm not asking him Why? to spear the quarterback in the back. Just push, 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 All push, right. push. All right. All right, real quick, before we end the show, we need to get some predictions. What do you guys think is going to happen this Sunday? 12 o'clock noon, Cowboys-Panthers. Uh, I think the Cowboys – I think it's going to be a, a good game. Uh, I think – I do believe that the Panthers are probably one of those teams that's going to be a, a – you know, a, a good, well-improved team. This is a great test for them. I think the Cowboys are, are, are rolling though, and it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. I think they win. I'll say twenty-four nineteen. Okay. I okay. I'm glad you said that. I just, I have this feeling like something weird's going to happen. The score yeah. score of this game is going to be weird. Yeah. I just, somebody's going to get a safety or maybe a missed extra point. Hopefully not from Greg <laughs> Zerline. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Again. Um, but I think Punt it's. 
I maybe I don't I just I just Before feel half? I feel like Sorry. it's something mucky's gonna happen. Um, but I do like I have absolute faith in this offense the way they're playing right now. Dak Prescott is so impressive and so confident. I don't think it's gonna look pretty all the time at least like they're gonna pressure him like I said I bet he takes a couple sacks but I think he's gonna burn them if they try to pressure him too much I think I think there's a lot of plays to be made in the passing game Amari Cooper has talked this week about how much man they play have fun play all the man you want I think the Cowboys will win that more often than not um and I so I, I don't think it's gonna be an easy win, but I think the Cowboys win twenty five twenty. I think yeah. the Panthers Panthers defense has enough to them to kind of stand up, and they're not gonna score forty this week, but twenty five twenty. I got twenty four nineteen. So what do yeah. you? That's it, what do you got? I had twenty five twenty before you said that. Really? So like That's my weird. eyebrows kind of perked yeah. up. And I, I had when you said I was think because I was thinking twenty four sixteen. I think it's the game. The Cowboys don't score as much as they. Would against uh, Norm. Yeah. I think they're going to have some issues. They're going to there's some things they're going to have to figure out. But I think when they get rolling, I think they'll score. And I actually, I was actually even thinking that's healthy. The 16 for them is kind of healthy. I think without their best player, I think offensively they may be stretched a bit, and it may be closer to 10 or 12 points hey. uh, for Carolina because I just I think they're going to have some struggles trying to get the ball in the end zone. I think they're, they, the way the game's going to stay close is their defense is going to create some plays for them, maybe some turnovers. Uh, that's going to be the big issue for I'm not for calling Dallas. out the Cowboy fans, Cowboys Nation, because they're, they're great fans, but uh, this is a test for them. Uh, Monday night, Eagles, first game, yeah. Congratulations! You got loud. You had towels. You did it. You won. Yeah, you you did you did an awesome job, and and they 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 played a, a role. Noon Panthers, bring it. That's where you need to. That's where you need to, to, to show that that you're. This is you Mimosas. know you're in this thing, and and Damn like right. we haven't always seen that. But before, I'm not. You know, I don't know if Carolina's gonna have a lot of fans. They're probably gonna have some. You know, they're probably excited about their team. It's in the game, you're gonna get a lot. Yeah. but there'll be a couple. But I, I just think this is this is one where the, you know you want to have a home field advantage. It's easy to do it on a Monday night against a division team that you hate. Do it against the Panthers. Yeah. Beautifully said. Okay. Noon games against yeah, noon game against an uncommon opponent. It it has a tendency to be kind of sleepy in there. I'm calling oh, out you, Olivia. You, Olivia, my daughter at the game. <laughs> bring it, okay? Thank you. Now this is one of those games where you know fans can tend to sometimes. You know how fans can be. This is one of those games on the schedule. You're like, you know, I'll take my season tickets and I'll sell these tickets because this is just the Panthers. I want, but and hey, so yeah, you got three and zero though. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe that. That's it's, like you said. This is a sexier looking game than yeah. it was three weeks ago yeah yeah so we'll see uh we'll be back on monday we'll let you guys know what went right and wrong for the cowboys uh break all that down for you till then for nick eatman and dave helman i'm Derek eagleson this has been the break live on dallascowboys.com radio this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about this cowboys yeah!